Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. This episode is called Product Development for Calm SaaS Businesses. And first, a word from our sponsor. Microacquire is the number one startup acquisition marketplace out there and it's simply the most efficient way to sell a startup when you're ready to make your next move. Typically, as a first-time founder, you really have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you go through an acquisition for the very first time. And Microacquire wants to change that and empower founders like you when you're speaking with buyers and then really help streamline this whole process of getting acquired for maximum price without any headaches. And there are many potential headaches to be had there. Today, Microacquire has helped hundreds of startups successfully get acquired and they have facilitated hundreds of millions in close deal volume too. So if you're thinking about selling a startup, you want to check out Microacquire. Go to microacquire.com to learn more. Now, let's get started. Building a software product is both incredibly simple and excruciatingly complicated. You can build a new mind-blowingly helpful feature within hours, sometimes even minutes. But if you make the wrong technology choices, you might be rewarded with several months of additional work a few years after you make those choices. So let's talk about building a product that can carry your SaaS business to success calmly and intentionally. We start with intentional choice number one, and that's your tech stack. Choose a technology foundation that works for you instead of something you need to work on all the time. While all the cool kids go with the newest and fanciest framework on the market, Calm founders pick a technology that has been around for a while. Established tech like that has many benefits and very few drawbacks. You get something that had to prove itself to others before you. If it hadn't worked for someone else's project, the tech wouldn't still be around. And most tech comes with a prosperous community that is helpful and supportive to newcomers, creating tutorials and troubleshooting guides and generally vast amounts of freely available information too. Established tech has a vibrant ecosystem of extensions and integrations that you can use. So whatever functionality you might need, someone likely had that requirement before you and then built something that you can now plug into your solution, often for free. You will find that most of the calmest SaaS businesses out there use Ruby on Rails or sit on top of PHP. And few companies succeed at their goals while also chasing the most current trends. Every day, someone somewhere releases a new candidate for Sparkly Framework of the Month. I suggest you ignore those. While your product could undoubtedly benefit from having the newest UI or the latest high-performance compiler optimization, your customers don't care about that. In fact, customers rarely ever care about the underlying tech of your solution. Even when you build software for other engineers, they won't care about the specific choices of your stack. All they want is for you to solve the problems reliably. When picking a tech stack that can deliver on that, now that's how you build a calm business. So what are these great foundational choices? The best tech choice is the one where you pick the things you already know and you're very familiar with. If you've been building software using Node.js for half a decade, building your business on top of that, that's a good idea. If you're a Rails developer, use Rails. It's very simple. The cost of learning a new framework to build a business with is incredibly high because it will eat up your development time. 
Starting a business venture with an unfamiliar tech stack rarely ever makes sense, no matter how promising it is. Imagine how long it would take a well-versed programmer to build a particular feature. Within four hours using JavaScript and maybe three hours using Python, they would get it done. And if you're a JS veteran, but want your business to be a Python project, you now have to learn enough Python to build this feature. And this might take you weeks, maybe even months. And even then, you won't have the confidence to have produced a high-performing version of what you wanted to do. Four hours versus four weeks. And you'll still have to pay your bills while you do that. So if you're building a business to live from eventually, four hours can make or break your effort. Choose the tech you know. There's a rule of thumb called the Lindy effect. It states that in the world of technology, at least, things that have been around for a while are likely to stick around for equally as long. The older something is, the longer its life expectancy. Consider that when picking your foundations. New things are likely to go out of fashion much quicker than things that have been seeing usage for decades and are heavily integrated into the business world out there. And that brings me to intentional choice number two, abstractions and decoupling, because all things can come to an end. And that's something that a calm SaaS founder prepares for. You can set up your product to be able to adapt to changing conditions in the technology landscape. And here are a few ways to make this easier. Service abstractions. Any service you use that is outside of your control could stop working at a moment's notice. No matter if that's how you send your transactional emails or where you upload user-generated videos or even how you deploy your code to your production system, it's a potential tool that you might need to replace at some point. So how do you prepare? You make things easily replaceable by wrapping them in a layer of abstraction. Instead of relying on any particular solution, you implement it in a way where you could just switch it out for another product easily. Configurable modules are usually the way to go. So remember, anything can break at any time. You choose how much you prepare for those moments. The, another idea here is component decoupling. Most founders are overzealous with their tech stack and they build everything web-facing in their SaaS using code. The landing page, the application itself, and all adjacent tools, they get integrated into this big application. And while this is initially faster to do, it will come around and hurt you later when correcting a single typo in the landing page means the full redeploy of the whole application. Instead, I recommend looking into no-code solutions for the content-heavy parts of your website. Use WordPress or Webflow, or even just a static HTML page for those things instead of bundling it all up. Another idea is platform agnosticism. Your whole application should be able to be moved from platform to platform without having to spend months of migration work. The calm choice is to build everything on top of a commonly supported containerization strategy, like Docker. Then run your stack on the many cloud platforms that support it. Google Kubernetes Engine, Amazon ECS, and Microsoft Azure, or services like Heroku. In case you need to move, all you have to do is to change some configuration and your software moves. And then there's integration APIs. Your servers will grow and will need to talk to other products eventually. From the start, think about how you can best and most reliably integrate and be integrated. Instead of inventing a new format to save your data, just use commonly used ways of data storage. And that way, you will increase your compatibility with other software products. And that's something that you will need for future partnerships anyway. Building an internal API for your own services to talk to. That will make it easier to open this up in the future when customers need a more technical interface than just your website. Making your service pluggable is a feature that opens up whole new worlds of possibilities. And let's talk about features here at this point. 
Choosing what goes into the product and what stays out of it is critical to building a calm business. Setting boundaries, that's a hard skill to learn in any field, and it's particularly hard for a founder. You want to serve as many people as possible, and they all have these many, many problems if only you could build a platform to solve them all. Well, you can't, at least not right from the start. Instead, build a tool that solves one problem really well and build it as an MVP, a minimum viable product. Now, many people use this term to describe their initial version of the software. So let's talk a bit about what that looks like for a calm SaaS entrepreneur. An MVP is supposed to make it clear to your customers what problem you solve, how you solve it, and how it benefits their lives. That's the focus. Not having a complete interface or a great onboarding flow or even a working cancellation button doesn't need to be in there. An MVP focuses on allowing early adopter customers, and those are people who don't have the expectations of a mainstream user, to show you what the final shape of your market-ready product should be. Your MVP is a functional piece of software. And with early customer feedback from those people who like it experimental, it will quickly change into something bigger. And there's another concept with three letters here, the MLP. It's the minimum lovable product. And that's essentially a refined visually and experientially pleasing version of the MVP. The MLP of your SaaS, that's the thing that people want to try out and then recommend to their friends. It's attractive to more than just the experimental early adopters. It's for everyone who has the problem that you solve. And understanding this distinction leaves you with essentially a threefold choice for every feature idea that you have. Does it belong in the MVP, the MLP, or the mature product? If you classify your collection of ideas into these three groups, you will find a certain kind of feature that only lives in the mature product category. It's a nice to have, but not essential to solving the problem. These features are strong candidates for being ignored until you have a business that hums along, a business that generates profits without you having to search for product market fit hectically. So the MVP and the MLP features are the scope of a calm product. Anything beyond that should not concern you for the first couple of years. And I know boundaries are hard. I bet you have hundreds of ideas and things you want to build. But if you don't pace yourself here, if you don't learn to say no to your own eagerness and your own willingness to build stuff, you'll have a hard time taking a breath throughout your founder journey. A calm business is built by a founder who knows when not to do a thing and when to defer building a feature into the future. Calmness requires control. And even when things happen unexpectedly, staying calm requires you to be prepared. It is in preparation and flexibility that SaaS businesses thrive even when they're in rough waters. So scope your product to only include solution-centric features, build abstractions around services and platforms that you use, and then pick established and boring tech. You'll be well on your way to build a great business that will grow sustainably and without those self-induced headaches by making the wrong choices. And a quick final note on industry best practices when it comes to coding a product. Build the product the market needs in a way that allows you to build and maintain it to your best ability. Don't blindly implement today's best infrastructure practice just because that's what enterprise SaaS businesses use. You probably don't need a complicated know, microservice architecture or a multi-cloud deployment pipeline. Go with frameworks and tech that you understand. You'll find a suitable time if you need to change it later. There are founders out there who run multi-million dollar businesses on a single PHP file. And most advice out there will be conflicting anyway. 
Go with what you know and slowly learn new paradigms as you need them. You'll be fine. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Alvidkal, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You find my books, Zero to Sold and The Embedded Entrepreneur. And in my Twitter course, find you following there as well. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.